All right, hey, hey, hey. Uh, it's Saturday morning, August. Uh, what are we talking here? We got ourselves an August 24th. Wow, September is only a week away. Amazing. <clears throat> would and that would generate a little bit of fear in my mind, but uh, for many few reasons, mostly. Uh, cash flow. It's uh, 85 degrees Fahrenheit and a bit very humid, 58, 58 degrees. So 85 and 58, 68 dew point. I am kind of sweating already. I haven't even started walking yet. And uh, again, unplanned podcast, but Hopefully a beneficial one. Hey, buddy. Uh, yeah. A tough 24 hours. And, uh... So I will... Do my duties. Walk my dog. So I talk... Some people talk about just take action. Well... This is me. I'm taking some action. I got. I'm gonna walk my bud. One thing about having a dog is, most of the time, twice a day, I gotta take some action. <laughs> and uh, so, what do we got? I'm walking down the street, and uh, still have my cold. I'm not happy about that, but you know, was it? Did I do anything to deserve this cold? You know, I get a setback in my health. There's a nice wispy cloud blocking the sun at the moment. So the wispy cloud blocking the sun feels good on me because that means I'm not getting blasted. But yeah, 85 at this time of day is relatively cool. But with that humidity, wow, 70, nearly 70 degrees dew point. <clears throat> not a great thing. Of course, many places might have a 75 degree temperature, which would be much cooler. And a 70 degree dew point, just meaning really high humidity. But uh, yeah. <clears throat> so, what's happening? Tough 24 hours. So, processing things. I'm a talker, obviously, right? And, uh, Probably very few people care or think, ruminate, whatever you want to call it, as much as I do. But on the other hand, maybe people do. They just don't have the tongue or the verbalization that I do. I will, I will verb, verbalize many thoughts. And thoughts are quicker than speaking, aren't they? I mean, you can, you can process a thought really quick and uh, <clears throat> you can process many thoughts very quickly. So it's, for the most part, it's pretty quiet out here. Um, not a, just there a car drove by dropping somebody off at their house, probably a sleepover or something. 
as you do in American culture, a little sleepover. <clears throat> and uh, so I had experience on June 11th, no, 9th, 9th, Pentecost Sunday. I happened to be in Dresden, Germany. And that was a special moment for me. And I, and I realized very few people even care. But uh, for me, it was special because of the bombed out church and the history. And that's my, my strength, so to speak, or I, I do care about history and, and things like that. And I'm getting comfortable with the idea that many people don't, so I have to make it interesting, right? So I consume a lot of historic facts. I just have to figure out how to bring them alive for you so you can share with them. Either that or you're like me and you enjoy history and complexity. And, I, and, and the thing is, history can also be a diversion or distraction. <clears throat> and uh, so, yeah, you know, <laughs> you're listening to someone who's trying to figure out my sweet spot. Where is my sweet spot? And, and like a lot of things in life, I think we all want people to make Let's just make our lives easier. So some of the discussions in the last 24 hours are about, in 48, are like 70% uh, of the workforce is really not happy in their jobs. And I used to think for many, many years up until this week, like, oh, that's terrible, man, because I'm always one of these optimistic, enthusiastic people who's trying to be engaged, you know? I'm engaged. <laughs> And then it just dawned on me that, you know what? Maybe the, the people are an, answering honestly that, yeah, 70% of the people don't like their jobs. And uh, that's probably okay. And the reason it's okay is because they probably <clears throat> have their jobs in perspective. So like they go and they do a routine job, whatever that is, and there's a process and they follow the, <laughs> wow, can you tell I got a cold? Yeah. So this podcast is going on through the, my energy to talk things out with myself. No one really wants to listen to my ruminations, right? Well, maybe you do. There's, there's some gems. There's going to be some, hopefully some gems in here. Because I do care about people. I really do. And I like to include people, right? So that's one of my strengths. Inclusivity. It's kind of a weird strength, right? Include people. And I'm really opposed to elites and exclusivity. And those people disturb me to, to carve out a special elite group. And that probably explains a lot about my, my history um, and my life history. Just I, exclusivity really is something I struggle with. Now, other people don't, so I, kinda, I guess I give them a break. So maybe that's the 30% of the people that are engaged in their work. Now, it's kind of weird because 
<clears throat> in a company and you want to engagement shows enthusiasm, excitement, energy, these kind of things for the work. But then again, you have companies, whether it's General Electric or even Domino's Pizza, there's a process, you know, we make the pizza, someone orders a pepperoni, there's a process to it. And they minimize, they want to be efficient, they want customer satisfaction, so they want that pizza to get there and have the customer experience. And it's all uh, processed as much as possible. And I'm, that's not a strategic thinking, that's just like, okay, we're going to, what we're going to do now is we're going to fix this pizza making process so that the pizzas are all delivered on time and they all taste the same. So everything's going to be measured. It's a little bit like McDonald's too. And so you, you process it and you carry it a process and then that's the 70% of the people probably just like, okay, I get it. This is my job. I'm going to make pizzas. We get paid whatever I get paid. And that's, that's the system. So there's that 70% in it that that's how they live. Unfortunately, I'm, that's a pain in the ass to me. I, I'm just too interested in not being a widget mover or whatever you call it. And uh, on the other hand, though, I had a new thought. It's like, well, a lot of people will say, and probably that's the majority of the 70%, they may be unhappy in their jobs, and their jobs may quote-unquote suck. This job sucks, right? But they figured it out. They may be freaking happy because the reason is they may do their 40 hours a week. There's 100, 168 hours a week, people. So if you're spending 40 hours a week, that's 25% of your time. You know, maybe you can put up with some crap for 20, 25% of your time and, uh, and get a lot of satisfaction, a lot of satisfaction out of the other 75% of your time. So uh, maybe they say like the 30% might be the entrepreneurs and maybe we're just... Uh, unsatisfied people. We're just we're just very uh, unsatisfied with things. Of course, being unsatisfied with things leads to innovation, and that's, there's some goodness there to it. But not not everyone's into it, right? Not everybody's into innovation or finding a better way. Turns out that 70% of the people probably just want to come into the office. They got their job do what they're told to do, and that's it. So, <clears throat> that's probably the way it is. And I probably need to be careful about listening to all this fulfillment talk, like, oh, you can be so fulfilled, you're so fulfilled. <laughs> My really negative thinking is, uh, I've adopted this like, hey, Michael, you're a business of one, you know, you're a business of one. So what do you, what, what do you contribute? What can you do? How can I help a company make or save money? It's, it's that simple. And yet, so you, 
I negatively combine that thought with um, an entrepreneurial story, which is, um, well, you know, uh, nine out of 10 businesses fail within five years. So in the uh, business of one philosophy, uh, we shouldn't be surprised if people get jobs and then within five years they're changing jobs because they failed in the job. Now, my pull and my tug, my angst is, I know I don't want to just do a process job like, here, check the box, here's the, pro- here's the process, here's our incoming funnel, you know, uh, process these leads, the Glengarry leads, process those things. I just don't, that's not me, you know? I just, and so like, what am I, a failure, you know? Where, where can I find a spot that I can use my intuitive strengths and skills? I mean, there's probably very few spots. Now, you know, thinking about baseball and things, to be an MLB major league baseball player, you gotta have some skills, and I, I still think they're God-gifted skills, and I know there's effort and uh, practice, and there's Malcolm Gladwell's, you know, 10,000 hours and commitment to things. But still, you know, even even the guys that put in the effort, if they don't have the the God-given abilities, I mean, there's there's only so many um, elite. And when we say elite, we're just comparing a deterministic system, which is what baseball is, right? Hitting a ball, that's very deterministic, like chess, I've said before. You know, you master that chess, you master whatever that deterministic system is, and you'll be elite. And, uh, you know, in the NFL football quarterbacks, there's 32 teams. There's probably like 10, like really, really good, but every other team has to put out 22 other quarterbacks, which are kind of like a gamble, a crapshoot. Like, is this guy going to turn out to be good? Is he good enough? Can we do, you know, can we figure out a way to win without a top 10 quarterback? Probably, you know, doesn't happen that often. But um, you can even not win with a top 10 quarterback. So it's all about winning, man. Are you a winner? Winner. We want winners. (laughs) Oh, Am I a sad folk, sad person? Um, hey, bud, how you doing? Hope you don't have to poop again because, I, unfortunately, I subconsciously tied this uh, bag and I don't have any more. So, a little detail for the podcast listener: the uh, walk in the bud. So, uh, jokingly, I said, "Well, yeah, okay, it's, you know, there's statistics." And I, this is where I, my contrarian thing comes in, which I think is pretty humorous because I'm looking at things from a different point of view, right? So I used to think 70, oh, that's awful. Seven, that's so sad. 70% of the people um, don't like their jobs. That is so sad, right? Don't we all want to change that? Shouldn't we all love our jobs? Well, some people just don't care to love their jobs. <laughs> they don't think about a train driver maybe they love it and they make the best out of it and they love driving the train and that's cool talk about a process man you don't even get to 
steer in that thing. You just you're just putting the brakes on and accelerating. You know, bus driver gets to like turn the wheel a little bit. Right? He gets to do something. Literally, a bus driver moves the dial, right? Moves the needle. <laughs> I guess a train, yeah. Going in a train and driving a train, you're moving the needle too. It's just kilometers per hour, miles per hour, you're accelerating. And then they probably process you out of that too because they, they probably do it with computer controlled, you know. So they're going to take the, the dude out of that. And, uh, and there's a lot about automation right now and, uh, and so forth. So it gets complex. So in the automation world, taking a dude who's been accelerating the train and now you're just going to have a computer do it, yeah, that's fine. You still probably should have somebody there to see those random cases where somebody jumps on the tracks or as the Germans call it, selbstmord, selbst. Lord, self-murder. That's uh, German for you. Sometimes the German words, like I say, they they hit you a little differently. They're like nightish, nightish. So much better than jealousy and envy. Nightish. <laughs> and uh, my silly laughter. Sorry, guys. Uh, definitely on a a bunny trail. But are we on a bunny trail? You're not, you're not seeing any bunnies this morning. So the bunnies are all hiding in the heat or something. So the 30% engaged. Yeah, I'm so enthusiastic. I want to be one of the 30% that goes to work and loves it. I'm so freaking engaged. And then it's like, really? And then I'll think of Solomon. It's like all folly, right? It's all folly. <clears throat> And, and getting that message, it's all folly, encourages people to be in the 70%, where companies really do need the 30%. They do, the, the company won't move forward. It's just, how do you communicate to the 70%? Like, hey, we need your participation. We're not, we're just trying to improve the process, you know. And the best people that are doing the 70%, they're just compliant. They're like, oh, okay, you wanna, you wanna computerize this train and I won't be able to like accelerate anymore. I'm so bummed. Um, some people are like, okay, cool. Makes my job easier. And, uh, you know, so finding your place of comfort. I haven't found that, you know, obviously listening to this podcast, you're going to know you're listening to a guy who hasn't found his sweet spot. I haven't found it. And, uh, so where are we going to go, bud? You want to go down here? You want to go down this path? I think I'd like to, because I think it's shortened the, shorten the walk. And uh, what other thoughts? So back to Dresden, my sweet, one of my sweet spots. And seeing the rebuilt church, and very few people may appreciate this, but you know, in 1997, was that 20 years ago now? 22 years ago, walking through the city, seeing the stones piled up and thinking about that the Russians controlled zone for 50 years, 40, 50 years after World War II, 
just left the stones piled up where this church was. And to me, that's an example of the sovereignty of God. He allowed that to happen. Because now what you have is these stones. They could have, the Russians could have easily come in there with bulldozers and just removed all those stones, which would have been more in line, I think, with the Russian philosophy. So I don't know how that didn't happen. I mean, that's kind of a miracle. So if you, you know, for those of you who love miracles, and don't we all, don't we all love miracles? So why, why weren't those stones just bulldozed away? And I don't know if Martin Luther's statue, I think it, I think Martin Luther's statue that was outside the church forever was uh, not bulldozed either. And uh, so it's there. And they rebuilt the baby. So now this year, I would say in God's sovereignty, we planned this trip. And we ended up being in Dresden on this Sunday, Pentecost Sunday, which is very meaningful to me personally. Again, not to, maybe not to the listener. But that's where the spiritual aspect comes in. And uh, probably my brand or my theme in, in whatever calling I have is to emphasize the Holy Spirit and to bring that out more for people. And so anyways, I was feeling kind of bummed out last night. There's a lot of, I got a lot of stress in my life. And some might say it's probably self-imposed, but that, that's such a, Oh, it's such a painful concept, but it, there's probably there's a lot of truth to it. There's some truth to it. So maybe 80% of my stress is self-imposed, but 20% is not. So there you go. <laughs> so, so uh, yeah, my wife would be saying, like, she can't listen to these. She's no way. I wouldn't even let my wife listen to these podcasts because she'd be like, oh, shit, you just keep rambling on and on, you know? Well, I kind of walk the dog, so... And then I realized, like, really very few people even care about my thoughts. Or so I think, right? So, um, and that's probably true, because I get into minutiae. I, I think of very minute details, like the stones being left over, rebuilding the church. So I listened to some of the, um, I, illegally or whatever, and that was not so much illegal, but against the wishes of the church i was videotaping as much as i could the service from that pentecost sunday morning and i still have the brochure all in german and the german music and lutheran which i grew up in so there's probably some spiritual connection there having been raised lutheran and not really enjoying the hell out of it and uh and yet here i am many years later finding that church service to be so meaningful to me, even though on the surface, without the spirit, it's, it's a dead thing. It's just another Pentecost. So kind of interestingly enough, I was probably one of the few people in that service that even was super enthusiastic for some of the people. It was like, well, another Sunday. Oh, it's Pentecost Sunday. Oh, and I'm like, no, dude, this is like amazing because I'm all the way from Arizona and I'm super enthusiastic about it. 
So anyways, I listened to a couple minutes of the organ music in the beginning and just remember recalling the one hour there and seeing some Germans sitting there, probably their regular church in this city. And I inspired, so there's these inspirations. Somehow I inspired this Australian woman to join us. (laughs) Is that a a sign of incredible influence? Like I I engaged on an internet discussion and I influenced this woman to come and join us Um, just through a few conversations, right? So, I, I mean, I guess I'm in for Rancho. Oh, here's Mike. Mike, hey. Hey, Mike. Hey, buddy. Yeah, I got a cold this week, so stay away from me. All right, yeah. Man. I haven't been able to work out in about five days. Stomach cold sucks, man. Yeah. It's tough to shake. Not yeah. a lot you can do, man. Yeah, this damn fool didn't want to go walking an hour ago before the sun was up. Oh, is that right? Now she wants to walk. At least it's not too hot today. Now a few clouds. Take care of yourself, man. Get some vitamins, huh? All right, thanks, Mike. There's uh, a good. Taking zinc. Zinc, I'll I'll take some, yeah. You know the zinc lozenges, uh, best thing if you get right on it. That'll, really? That'll take care of you. All right, I'm gonna go find some zinc then. You know, it, it kind of dissolves. Okay, I think I got some in the cabinet. That works. All right, thanks. Look at that, the, the live benefits of walking your dog. Hey, bud, get some health tips. Better than going to the doctor, right? Bud, bud, what do you want to do? You want to go across? There's some grass over there, and you want to look at that? <clears throat> so Dresden, an influence, influential. So this woman from Australia who was hanging out in Ireland and uh, Scotland and England decides to go to Hamburg. And I influence her to come take a train down to dress, and she goes for it. That is awesome. It's weird. It's weird, too, on the other hand, right? And uh, so that's my high eye in the disc. Can I, should I embrace my ability to influence? I don't, am I influencing these listeners? I don't know. The, the one listener? Whoever's listening? Because that's... That's the sales pitch. I mean, that's what I'm, that's the transformation I'm offering is, is uh, being influenced to walk in the spirit. And it's a challenge because it's like, what, how am I doing that? Like, can I, there's a, that's one of my self-sabotaging things and my internal fight is like, well, am I really doing that? Am I really walking the spirit? And that brings me to the uh, next step. So these podcasts now, you know, you get your iPhone. And I choose, again, I have to take responsibility for all kinds of shit, which usually I don't want to do. So that's part of my self-awareness. I'm just like everybody else, people. I don't want to take responsibility for shit. So I want to find, you know, things get difficult, things get painful. And uh, I don't want to. I want to, my brain works like, who can I, I don't know if I consciously do. I just, it's just natural human things. Like, well, frick, why, how did I get in this situation? Who's to blame, you know? 
But if I think about, well, that's where working out comes in. I mean, you go to the gym, you can't, if you can't lift 160 pounds on the bench press, it's not, who's, who's to blame for that, you know? <laughs> I can't blame my wife, like, ah, oh, damn it, I can't lift 160 pounds, so it's my wife's fault, damn it, you know? No, it's just, it's, it's, I own it. It's my responsibility to build up, to keep doing 155. So do 155 and maybe I'll get to 160 someday. I own it. It's my responsibility to get, if that's what I want to do, if I want to get there, then I gotta, I gotta exercise. I can't blame someone for that. And, uh, and then the other thing too is the self-sabotaging negative self-talk. And as much as I talk about the Holy Spirit, I've been emphasizing that a lot in my life. I heard a message last night where the light went off, like an aha moment, like, ah, oh, gosh, that is so amazing. So I am, my brand is going to be Holy Spirit, which is kind of a weird brand, but I've kind of known that for a while. It's, it's kind of a weird one because <clears throat> how do you work that one? And, um, and how, how does it communicate? Like, do people really get it? What does that mean? So last night I was listening to the podcast. I started talking about podcasts on the phone and taking responsibility. And that's because I, I choose what what I subscribe to on podcasts, right? So I subscribe to this one local church that I've attended. And I think the the pastor's got a good 10, 15 years in, maybe 15. So he's probably a lot better now than he was 15 years ago. And uh, I would hope, I think he's getting better. I don't know. I wasn't around 15 years ago. But I imagine he's really good. And and I heard a message from last Sunday about, from the Old Testament as of all things. So I have to be humble as well because I've been, in my own life, I've been emphasizing the letters of Paul, the New Testament, the flow of the Spirit. And... uh, Man, he brought up a great Old Testament passage, which I needed to hear, which is in 1 Chronicles 21. Does that make you want to snore? 1 Chronicles 21? Yeah, I want to snore. And uh, and yet, it's not a snoring one. I'm like, that is an amazing story, and I missed it. I've, I've, I've probably heard about it many times, but again, this is almost like marketing, like God's marketing to us. I got to hear things seven times before they sink in. <laughs> so that that's not God speaking. That's that's probably the the marketing concepts trying to squeeze them into a spiritual realm, which is a chuckle. I mean, if you're in marketing and you can probably get a you can probably get a chuckle out of that. Like, oh yeah, that's right. Even God has to send us a message seven times before it sinks in so first chronicles 21 what's uh, besides sounding boring what's the aha moment coming out of that and the aha moment is uh that david instructed israel to take a census and i'm like well what's so wrong what's so bad about that i mean come on census take a census this can't be an interesting story, can it? I mean, he just he just wants to count the people, right? So, I mean, again, I haven't been studying that part of history, scripture. 
and I'm a bit snobby about the Old Testament. But in, in snobby, I'm meaning things have changed. You know, we've got Jesus now. David didn't know about Jesus directly and how it was going to play out. And uh, he didn't know about the resurrection and then the ascension and the coming Holy Spirit. That wasn't in David's mind. And he, he was on a need-to-know basis, I guess you'd say. <laughs> hey, David, you're on a need-to-know basis, baby. So um, the census was discussed because the text literally says that uh, Satan influenced David, back to our word on influencing, by somehow communicating a lie or convincing David that, hey man, you know, you should really do a census right now. You just, I, I found out later, like looking at the context, that they had recently defeated several um, neighboring countries and won battles. So I think he was like, well, let's, uh, we just won a bunch of battles. So let's, let's take stock in what we got. But the text clearly says that uh, it was uh, Satan specifically spelled out. I don't know what, I don't know what uh, the Hebrew word is for Satan, but that's how it's translated for us, Satan. Influenced David to do a sentence census. And Joab, the military commander, is like, dude, no, don't do it. And I have more to read about that. I just started. And then I decided I better walk buddy right now. So I'm in the middle of unpacking this story. And um, so it's Satan, it's lies. David, the king, the man after God's own heart. Even he succumbed to lies. And I am succumbing to lies. And perhaps the listener, you probably succumb to lies, the self-sabotaging stuff. So often we get it from psychology and encouragement, like watch the negative self-talk, man. Watch the negative self-talk. And so it's disconnected from the spiritual world in some sense. Because there's all this brain science and brain waves and they can do MRIs and the brain, you know, like there was even a, a here's a marketing throw out to people and you read this book on selling for brain, the brain science of selling. Uh, there's a blind taste test that says, hey, Pepsi tastes better than Coke. People like statistically in a blind taste test, people like Pepsi better than Coke. So with brain science, they're like, okay, let's, let's, let's take a look. So the guys are drinking Pepsi and Coke, whatever they're drinking. These emotional sensations or the brain waves hit a certain part of the brain. And it's like, ah, the taste, you know, the taste segment. And uh, so the brain science says that. So, and then, and then they go like, well, Someone after that said, hey, let's, now that we have this capability to do that, you know, why, why do people actually choose Coke, consciously choose Coke 
over Pepsi? Why do people go, well, um, you know, how have they been influenced to buy Coke more than Pepsi? Why is Coke more popular? Why is Coke, how does it get through that barrier of the taste barrier? So the guy decided to set up a study where he told people, like, you're drinking Coke, you're drinking Pepsi. And now what do you think? And so they hooked the people up with the brain waves. And because the people were told, like, hey, you're drinking Coke, it, it influenced or registered a different part of the brain. And actually they could tell, like, well, now, you know, all these people that are drinking Pepsi and Coke are thinking about the fact it's a cognitive thought now. So when it gets into rational thinking, I believe the story goes, they've already told themselves that Coke must taste better than Pepsi because that's what they've always believed or they've had that belief for so long that Coke tastes better than Pepsi. So that part of the brain is lighting up. And because that part of the brain, the conscious consistency, I believe it is, like to be consistent, like, hey, I always buy Coke, so Coke must taste better. And, the, and, and really when it gets down to it from an engineering standpoint, there probably is a very small difference in taste. I think Pepsi does taste sweeter. And so probably in a pure blind test, yeah, the sweetness impact probably is a higher energetic, higher um, response. You know, like, whoa, Pepsi, woo, that's different. Wow, I like that. It's because it's different, you know, and the brain lights up more. But that, only that part of the brain. So the, the, the consistency part of the brain, and I'd have to look at what that part of the brain is, but that's kind of a technicality thing anyways. It's just what part of the brain, amygdala, prefrontal, cor prefrontal cortex, frontal cortex, all this stuff, amygdala, blah, blah, blah. So it's, yeah, okay, so it's real, it's real. But all that stuff takes the spirit out of the equation. So I don't know, maybe, maybe now that I think about it, maybe someone could do some spiritual tests with these MRIs and see where, what part of the brain does the lies of Satan hit, right? Somehow generate some lies of Satan, which really aren't that hard. Like, you're worthless, people. You're worthless. That's an idea. That's a lie, right? You're not worthless. People aren't worthless. So you probably could hook people up to the brain thing and think about a few lies and present those to people and uh, see what part of the brain it lights up. And I don't know if the solution is to, okay, we'll just, we'll just get rid of that part of the brain. <laughs> you know, I don't know where it is. I really don't know where that zone is. But that's a possibility. So think about that. So there's, there's a value add to this podcast, something you probably never heard before, but it's related to negative self-talk. We can Google, because I, I get in these bummed out moods and I'm Googling like, why am I unhappy? Why do I suck? Why, 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 why can't I find a job? Why, you know, why aren't people hiring me? What, how do I have to interview for a job? And I'm, I'm kind of getting a little discouraged because I feel like the whole thing is inauthentic. On the other hand, there's some brain science to it too that, and again, I resist fricking process, right? 
So imagine this, someone says, well, this is how you have to answer this interview question. Yeah, like I really want to obey that. And it's kind of like, well, you kind of have to do if you want to get a job, which, fuck, again, is this one of those 70% jobs? Like, yeah, if you want to get a job where they're going to tell you what to do and just blah, blah, blah. But that's why I'm probably, quote, unquote, an entrepreneur. And I got to face up to the failures that I'm going to experience as I go. And I can get sarcastic about it. I can get discouraged about it. But the lies I don't want to listen to is what David listened to. Is to, you know, I'm not in a position to take a census. But for some reason, Satan wanted to influence David that way. And probably Satan was playing on David's pride. Like, you know, you guys just won all these battles, you know. Do you think do you think that was because God was with you? Or do you think it was uh, because you have an ass-kicking army with some really smart dudes that can, like, kick ass, you know? And David's probably like, well, no, it's, you know, my leadership. I'm David. I'm King David. I'm, I'm going to kick ass, man. And, uh, oh, bud... This is good. He just stepped in a thorny bush on his paw. So he can't move his paw. But it's much better than a scorp. Because I can remove the thorn and now he can walk again. Right there, bud? Look at that. So we're inside the gate. We've got about five minutes left in this podcast. And uh, so I fell asleep thinking about lies that I'm telling myself. And really, we probably all do. And some call it self-sabotage. But that takes a spiritual element out of it. And there is, and so I don't know what the answer is. Is the flesh, the self-sabotage, is that, is that from Satan? I mean, Satan was pulling on David's probably pride of like, he's an ass-kicking leader and, and uh, he wants to know how, how many soldiers do I have? How many... How many tanks do I have? How many ICBMs? You know, let's do a census, you know. And Joab's saying, no, don't do that. And I'll have to read more about it. But I think it's probably because the God is with these people. And that's the, the message for all of us, that God is with us. And I'm feeling a bit Joseph-like, like in the prison. I'm in my own mental prison that uh, Satan's put me in. Limiting beliefs. You know, those limiting beliefs come from Satan, I would imagine, to spiritualize it. <clears throat> but I think that's real. So. Now, what's the next, what other happened in the last few hours? So I'm watching the Dresden uh, film, and, and this Australian woman who I connected with back in May joined us in June. Um, I, she likes to talk to strangers. She's, uh, she wrote a small uh, a book called Do Talk to Strangers, which she videotapes and does Facebook Lives and goes to speakers' conferences. And that whole world baffles me. Like, really? Speakers to her? <laughs> and, and I don't know, am I, is that, am I self-sabotaging? Is that where I'm headed? to the speaker's tour. Um, and I, for whatever reason, at uh, 3 in the morning my time, because she's over in Asia, I think Penang at the moment. So she, she's in Dubbo, Dubbo, Australia. And whenever she speaks, you know, she's all pumped up. She's enthusiastic. 
And she's she's good at that. That's good. I, I'm my cynical nature is like, well, whoa, how does she stay so pumped up? But I guess when the camera goes on, boom, you know, you can turn it <laughs> turn on the charm just like your weatherman, your local weatherman. It's gonna be 105 degrees today. Hey, thanks for tuning in. I'm excited. Wow, there's a thought. There's a bunny trail. The weatherman. Why do we watch the weatherman? And and the good ones, we, we get some kind of endorphin hit probably if they're all enthusiastic about the weather. So there you go. Bunny trail. Um, so she sends me some message like, how are you? And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. I, I just was thinking about Dresden and that experience on Pentecost Sunday. And uh, we shared that together. And uh, I mean, I influenced her enough to come all the way down from Hamburg, as I said. So, but I, I haven't stayed. I mean, I'm kind of like cautiously not glamming on to that relationship. I just kind of like let it go. And so she chimes in and uh, asks how I'm doing. And I take a look at the last time we spoke, which is probably about a month ago, a couple of days. Maybe I'm on her tickler. Cynically, I'm like, oh, I'm on her tickler file to like follow up with uh, to her funnel. It's a nice slow funnel, maybe. That's really cynical, right? Really cynical. I'm a pain in the ass in that way. Because there's some sincere love there. There's, I, you know, and, uh, you know, but I just kind of feel like a, sometimes I feel like a fish. But that, that could be Satan's lies, you know, be careful. And uh, so I uh, engaged a bit. Let her know that that's cool. Because really, at the end of the day, don't we want to influence for good, be an influence for good, because maybe that's the summary. Satan is uh, definitely an influence for evil and bad. So that's the in-depth spiritual discussion. And we're up, we're at the gate. I'm hot. I'll go inside, cool off, and see if I can get find some zinc, take some vitamins, and uh, get better from this cold. But uh, this podcaster does not let a cold prevent him from bringing you the absolute best in spiritual development and walking in the spirit. That's what I do is I help you walk in the spirit, which is not always pretty, but who said it should be, right? It's not always pretty. And we get it wrong a lot of times too. We listen to the spirit of negativity. So here we are. I already got a note from the Australian and uh, yet I'm on anchor. So 47 minute walk with the bud. Y'all have um, grace and peace in this most sincere manner. And uh, don't listen to the lies or 
listen for the lies, I should say, and then figure out what truth is. Is it a lie or truth? Grace and peace, everyone. Bye-bye.